Hello and welcome to the Real Real Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Sarah and Jessie. Join us weekly for an indecisive girl's guide to living your best life. Oh my god, we're back! It's been a while. I know we've said that already. We already took a break and rebranded this entire thing, came back strong, and then ghosted you guys again. (laughs) I swear... I swear. Don't say it. What? Don't promise them things we can't keep. (laughs) This may or may not be the last time. Okay. We're going to do our best. We can say that. Yeah. We're trying to be our real authentic selves. And and we are not reliable people. So (laughs) we're going to do our best though. Yeah. We have a bunch of episodes planned out like topics that we want to talk about so we just have to actually sit down and record ourselves talking about them instead of saying oh we should talk about this on the podcast oh yeah here are all my ideas and then just spiraling out into something else we've been sitting here what time did i come over I came you over got here at 7 it's 10 o'clock yeah we actually have three hours worth of like podcast worthy content that wasn't that, recorded <laughs> yeah and then now we're sitting down and like, that last conversation we had would have made a really good podcast if we were comfortable sharing all of those thoughts with the world, which I'm not ready for, no, so. <laughs> Today, though, we're going to be talking about twin flames. Which we are to each other. Yeah. So, I feel like a lot of people misunderstand what twin flames are in the first place. Yeah. So, we should kind of just, like, explain that. Like, what a twin flame is. We can break down, like, what a twin flame is what a soulmate is what a karmic relationship is yeah and then we're just gonna dive into twin flames tonight like we can get into the we can do a whole podcast on the karmic relationships yeah soulmates definitely okay so twin flames are the other half of a split soul soulmates help you along this journey with your twin flame and karmic relationships are a manifestation of energy normally normally lower energy um karmic relationships you're normally the purpose is to like learn lessons Mm -hmm. soulmates can be they're just reoccurring souls like it can be your mom it can be your best friend it can be a partner yeah soulmates are like if you're gonna date one of these soulmates is normally the person that you like end up with yeah but you can have multiple soulmates so that's the misconception of like twin flames and soulmates is a lot of people think you can only have one soulmate, but it's actually the other way around. You can have multiple soulmates in a life, but you can't, you only have one twin flame. Like you're, mm-hmm. it's literally the other half of your soul. So there's only one of them. Try telling Voldemort that. <laughs> Stop. Harry Potter. <laughs> Oh, I can see in my head is Voldemort now. <laughs> Little Voldy. <laughs> Little Baldy Voldy. Baldy Voldy. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, a twin flame, you only have one. Soulmates, you can have many, many, many of them, but you're gonna, they're gonna be in. <laughs> it's like your twin flame, okay? That's your wife. It's your homie. It's your ride or die, okay? Your soulmates, your soulmates, those are your side bitches. <laughs> you're they come say and that. go in and out of your life. You kind of keep them a secret. 
Your karmic relationship? Soulmates Those are, are just strippers. Soulmates are just placeholders. They come and go. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we're like in a really weird mood today. We've been trying to record this forever. We already said that, but I'm severely sleep deprived, which is insane considering I've been sleeping an insane amount. I'm just traveling a lot. I understand. No, seriously, this sounds really bad because I haven't left the province. <laughs> I know, but you make it sound like, oh, I was just in Bora Bora, then I went to um, the Dominican, and then I was in Italy for a week. No, I haven't even crossed state lines, but I suddenly understand how jet lag works, which I haven't been on a jet, so like, okay, okay. twin flames. Before we get into everything, I just want to say that most people don't actually find their twin flame. Like, it's really rare mm-hmm. to find your twin flame. Jesse and I were just lucky. <laughs> so lucky. Okay, this is 11. I'm going to break down 11 signs that you've met your twin flame. This isn't, like, all the criteria, but it's, like, a start, right? Yeah. So, 11 signs that you found your twin flame. First is whenever you meet, there's an instant recognition. So, like, whenever you first meet them, there's an, there can be an intense sense of attraction and rec- or recognition and longing, meaning a twin flame kind of feels like home. Yeah. It's almost like there's, like, this intense bond, like, you've known them before. You're very similar. That's probably one of the most important ones, right? You and your twin flame may find that you have a lot in common as far as values, past experiences, and interests. Both of you will find that your past story has a lot of coincidences and similar experiences. Three, you complement each other. Those areas are not similar. You're going to find that your differences complement each other. Kind of like yin and yang. Yin and yang. I can never say it right. Neither. It's so simple. But... Yin and yang. Um, your in- number four, your insecurities and doubts are amplified. So the purpose of your twin flame is to support and help you with your divine mission and purpose. So often this type of relationship will reflect your pro- um, your problems and your deepest insecurities so you can work through them and heal and grow, which we definitely bring out mm-hmm. all of our, sh- like all the shadow work I need to work on and you need to work out. We kind of just pull it out of each other. Yeah. Um, five is they feel magnetic. The moment you meet or you met and you still to this day, you feel drawn to them whenever they're near you it's like a magnet which is true because we've gone through like moments in time before where we weren't like as close in our life but the second anything happened we were like we were like we had to tell each other we had to like there was like that pull yeah and even like we would go we've never went well other than when we didn't know each other but (laughs) we've never went years without talking but we went months and then like The second we see each other, it's like nothing changed. Exactly. Number six is that twin flame relationships aren't very smooth. Um, They're actually pretty hard. Being with a twin flame is constantly being confronted with yourself, namely parts yourself that you may not like. And it can be incredibly challenging, but it also like helps you grow, right? Number seven is that the relationship or the friendship is very intense. There's a definite emotional charge between twin flames. And they often develop quickly because you already feel so similar. Because you're so connected at a soul level, things feel deeper together, which is also more like intensity or passion. So that's whatever it brings up in a relationship. It's more intense. Mm-hmm. Number eight, as you keep coming back together, kind of like what we said. And number nine is that your connection feels divine. 
when you find your twin flame there's like a certain larger than life quality and I feel like that's a big one with us is that we like feed off of each other kind of like an ego booster which yeah. is which is not because your twin flame is not an well, ego thing I find so it's the wrong word I know what you mean though like we bring out the best and the worst in each other though yeah yeah I feel like almost like I can do anything a lot of the time when I'm with you but yeah. I don't get that with a lot of people but then also anytime things are bad between us it's almost like like if if you fight with a friend, it's like it's shitty. You're fighting with a friend, but if we fight, it's almost like a per like way more personal because it feels like a reflection of yeah like ourselves. And number ten, you have almost a psychic connection. You and your twin flame can likely communicate with just a glance. You always know what the other is thinking, and you can feel each other's emotions and sim- like symptoms. And then eleven is they push you to do and be better because twin flames act as mirrors. They can challenge us to do better, and oftentimes your purposes are aligned in a way that pushes both of you to new heights, and it's more expansive as a relationship or as a friendship, and it promotes a lot of growth. We kind of have to, right? Because you're bringing in all the, yeah, all the stuff that needs to be worked on. Okay, I have so many thoughts. I feel like we should just kind of like go through the history of our friendship. And like back a little bit. Yeah. That instant recognition and that sense of attraction. Yeah. That attraction, it's not like, oh, I think she's hot. But like I like I was I don't like using that word because people think it's like a what? sexual like I was attracted to you when I first met you, but not in like a sexual, like f- physical, visual not way. Not like a you find me like hot way, but like it was we like you're attracted to each other's energies. Exactly. It was yeah. your energy. I would like found you very like polarizing you know what's interesting is it's like when we first met we were so okay like with zodiac signs for example like if your birth chart is very very similar like you have almost everything is the same you're gonna butt heads because you're that like you the energies are so strong it's the same energy right mm-hmm. whenever we first met we did not we didn't like each other we had all these issues at first because our energies were so alike it was almost like a like competition for a minute yeah no that's exactly what it was our friends literally had to have like an intervention almost for us mm-hmm. they were like you're so similar we don't understand why you're not getting along but we were everything i was seeing in you it was things i didn't want to phase in myself and mm-hmm. probably like vice versa for you like there was obviously like situations because we met in high school, right? There's, like, little things, but... Petty, mean girls that we yeah. were. But... On an energy level. Yeah, on an energy level, I was definitely, like, just, like, drawn to you. Mm-hmm. But I fought it. Like, I didn't... Yeah. Like it, you know? I like how introspective that was, what you just said about how, like... Our energies. Yeah, our energies were just butting heads, and we were, like pulling stuff out of each other and I just don't think we were ready for it when we first met no definitely not and that's why we butt heads so much I think we were both just kind of like scared of the bond you know what I mean um so then one night (laughs) this is not very spiritual but (laughs) one (laughs) night we went to a party we went to the same party and we got drunk and then we ended up staying up till 5 a.m talking and we realized like we had all of these similarities. We've been best friends ever since then. We've never 
since then we haven't really had a fight. No. We've had like little like tiffs here and there, but we're really good at communicating with each other. Yeah. And we have discussions. We never we don't fight. No. I don't think we've ever actually fought. No. Even when we didn't like each other. No. We there was still no fighting. We just didn't like each other. That's all it was. So, yeah, so we ended up getting over our I wanted to say differences, but it wasn't even really that. It was just like the initial the pettiness yeah. really and like the initial like fear of our bond. We got over that, realized how similar we were, and then we've basically been inseparable ever since. Mm-hmm. And even when we didn't know each other, like being friends for 10 years almost, we yeah. obviously have talked a lot about our childhoods with each other, being yeah. how close we are. And we have went through a lot of similar things in our lives. We grew up totally different. Yeah. But somehow, like, the little things that happened to us were very similar. Mm-hmm. And our our traumas are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they manifested are very similar. Yeah. I feel like we're set up for different lives. Mm-hmm. Because, well, obviously, because our souls have to be on, our soul has to be on two different journeys is the whole point of it. But, like, there's a lot of overlap with it. There's, like, a lot of stuff where, like, like, our souls healed the same way. Like, we can pick up, like, in your past life, you've healed from X, Y, and Z, right? And then you meet people and they haven't healed by from X, Y, and Z. Everything that I've healed from from a past life, Sarah's healed from. Everything I haven't healed from, Sarah hasn't healed from, vice versa. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think that's why our relationship in this life has been so smooth. Because it's not always like that in your lifetime when you meet your twin flame. A lot of the time you guys butt heads and mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of turmoil. Yeah. We haven't had that and I think it's because of where our soul is in its journey. Like yeah. we're towards the end, I think. I, think. <laughs> I mean, I can't be for sure, but this this is kind of evidence of that. This is very... This isn't typical of a twin flame relationship early on in their soul's journey. Yeah. Because you still have so much to learn. So you're going to butt heads. You're not going to, you're going to most likely bring out the worst in each other because you haven't actually done any healing yet. Yeah, exactly. Whereas our souls have done a lot of healing. I mean, we talk about this all the time that we feel like we're on a higher frequency than other people that sounds so 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 bad but like not pick me just like well I'm better than everyone it's like what I was saying earlier where like my mindset I'm very like non-reactive yeah it it is what it is you know if someone like hurts me it it is what it is they show me their true colors and like I like a lot of people like say that and then they want to get petty. I just don't have that urge. Yeah. Because we, we joke a lot about being petty and getting petty, but like we don't but we don't actually have that urge to be petty. Like I don't know. It's just not there. Is. Yeah. I just don't see the point of being that way. And not a lot of people are like that and that's what I mean by being on a higher frequency. Our birth charts actually are quite similar Mm -hmm. well they're not but they are they complement each other they do and there's also like reoccurring themes with the same like 
the same signs in different placements, but they're all in important placements. It's not like I have, like, a Cancer Sun and you have a Cancer Jupiter that's in, like, a irrelevant house, you know? It's, like, your, your Mars and your Venus, right, are in Cancer. Mm-hmm. And then my Sun's in Cancer. Those are, like, prominent placements. Yeah. My Midheaven's in Scorpio. You don't have Scorpio. My... We used to think my rising was Scorpio, but yeah. we were wrong because I had the time wrong. And your your rising is Gemini. My Mercury, my Venus, and my Mars are in Gemini. Mm-hmm. And then Virgo. Virgo. Your Taurus moon, my Taurus, I see it's very, like, reoccurring. Also, if you just look at our planets in general, like, my Venus is Cancer and yours is Gemini. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Venus is the planet of love, and, like, that's not... But we le- I feel like we learn a lot from each other based off of, like, the relationships that I've watched you go through and yeah. the relationships that you've watched me go through. Because they're completely different. They're completely different, yeah. and the way we react, we act in them are different, and we learn things from each other because of that, you know? I feel like you ground me with relationships. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a Cancer Venus, right? So, like, a Cancer, a it's crab. a crab... So it's all about like building a home and like yeah. you have this hard shell, but then once you like let somebody in, they're they're part of your home now. You're very like nurturing in relationships, and then I'm a Gemini Venus, so I'm indecisive a lot. I'm a little flighty. Mm-hmm. I like tend to like pick up and drop relations. Well, I I don't I don't do that now really, but in, like when I was younger, I tended to do that a lot. I I don't do that now, mm-hmm. but. Let's say, like, what, high school, 18, 19, 20, I would get into relationships pretty easily and then change my mind. But you were, like, more of, like, a, you've had two serious relationships kind of thing. I, like, build a home, whereas you're just, like, you want to, like, jump into things and then it's, like, quick to, like, you're, she's not a slut, I'm not saying that, (laughs) but, like, you'll jump into something and then you feel like you're stuck in it. Yeah. Right? And then once it ends, for whatever reason, then you, you're you out of it. You jump out of it. Which I think is, like, a big lesson that you've taught me in this life because I don't feel like that anymore. Well, the last... through Like, I'm in a relationship now. I'm mm-hmm. happy. I don't, I don't see, like, an exit at any point. Like, I don't even think about it like that. Like, I think about it long-term. My last relationship was serious relationship before that was serious Mm -hmm. and I feel like because that was probably something I had to learn in this lifetime and that you like your half of our soul instilled in me and then I also feel like I instilled in you that you don't have to stay in relationships just because you put all this time and effort into them like you have yeah because Gemini it's it's the twins right there's two sides of everything like there's all these options with Gemini and you really do like if you're not happy in your relationship there's all these options like you I don't mean like all these other people yeah but if you want like if you want to just pick up and move across country and be on your own you can do that where I feel like you don't always see that as an option I was just gonna say like Gemini's are way more like free-flowing and fun yeah and Panthers are more serious and emotional and I've always I've I've like learned recently and I think like it's from you is to like not take relationships so seriously like it's not 
like relationships should be serious like take it seriously because you're choosing that person and if if you're dating them then you should see them as well in my opinion if i'm dating someone it's because i see a future with them like i yeah plan on being with them i plan on building something with them but you taught me, like, just because I go on a date with somebody doesn't mean I have to get into a relationship with them. Yeah, exactly. Like, that kind of thing. Like, I used to take stuff like that so seriously. And I'm like, okay, I like I, I deserve to have, like, a little bit of fun while I'm trying to find my person. Also, on, like, an emotional level, too. Mm-hmm. It's not everything in a relationship is that... That sounds bad. <laughs> not everything in a relationship is that deep emotionally. I mean, like... No, I know what you mean. Like, you should be able to, like, have fun with your partner and, like... Yeah. Let your inner child out. Yeah. Like, it it doesn't have to be, like... Or, like, whenever there's, like, a fight or something, it, it, it doesn't... It's not the entire relationship. You're Like, you're reflecting on the entire relationship automatically instead of just reflecting on, like, the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm, like... When it comes to love, I get more logical... Like, I, I see it more logically. Mm-hmm. Even with, like, moon signs, I've noticed a lot, too. Because we're both Earth moons. You're Taurus. I'm Virgo. Mm-hmm. So I can get caught up in, like... We're both anxious people. But, like, emotionally really anxious. I, like, overanalyze everything. I have a hard time, like, connecting with my emotions. I just kind of analyze the situation. Yeah. Which is good for you because you get... I get in my feels. Taurus is, like, the sensation of it, right? Yeah. So they're an earth sign, so they're already, like, a grounded sign with their emotions. Like, your emotions are pretty grounded, but it's easy for you to get caught up in, like, the actual emotion itself, where I can be like, okay, but this is, like, that's just, that's all just, Mm -hmm. like, hearsay. That's not actually anything valid. Or whenever I'm overanalyzing, you can be like, okay, but, like, is it just because you think this and this and this? Like, what do you actually feel about the situation? And I'll be like, oh, I didn't even realize that I wasn't, like, processing the emotion that I'm trying to break yeah, down. Yeah, there's a, yeah, we help balance each other with that a lot. I remember um, one time I was having a breakdown when Jesse and I were still living together, mm-hmm. and I have kids, right? So I ran into the bathroom so they wouldn't see me cry, and she let me cry for two minutes and then knocked on the door, and then I opened the door and she said, okay, I let you cry. We have shit to do. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound like a robot. <laughs> You're also the person where whenever I'm, like, the second there's, like, a, I, I have an emotional problem. That really makes me sound like a real one. The second I'm, like, I'm emotional, I don't know how to process that emotion emotionally. So I start... She just tries to fix it right away. I try to fix it right away. And you're, like, well, just, like, let's just feel the feeling. Yeah. You're, it's a, you're allowed to feel this emotion. Like, if you're upset and you need to cry, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, I have to validating. I remind Jesse a lot that emotions are subjective. So like you don't have to sit there and analyze your emotion and decide if you're valid in feeling that way. It's yeah. like if you're feeling something, let yourself feel it for a little bit. Like don't yeah. sit there and fester in minutes. it. <laughs> <I'm gonna get laughs> a bit longer track. than two minutes. Like give yourself a day, you know. <laughs> but we we balance each other very well. Yeah, we do. In that in that way. And it shows a lot in our Yeah, in our we charts. could we could literally break down our entire charts, but that would take probably multiple podcasts to do. So we're not going to do that, but those are just two examples. So about the the insecurities being amplified, um this is going to take like a bit of a dark turn, but I find the things that 
bother me about Jesse. <laughs> oh, okay. The things that bother me about Jesse, if I'm thinking about it very introspectively, they're things that like deeply bother me about myself, and that's why they bother me so much about you. Yeah, that's how I feel about you too. Mm-hmm. Like with like the podcast and procrastination. Yeah, it like, pisses oh, she, me she's off. She's procrastinating. She's not. Yeah, but, then, but I also. But you're also doing it. I yeah. feel the exact same way. I'm like, oh, if I had, <laughs> I don't think this, but like, if I if I did this with somebody else, it would be so much more successful. But it wouldn't. Cause... But it wouldn't because it's me. Yeah. It's not like we're. The... We're just we're, we're we're mirroring each other. Exactly, um, like we're both very stubborn and, um, our ADHD like. Right before we started this, I was getting annoyed with Jessie because she kept, like, finding new things to do on her phone. And I was starting to get really annoyed. But I do that, too. Yeah. That's why it bothers me so much. It's these things that, like, I I feel very insecure about in myself. And so and I kind I'm of project it. Yeah. yeah, I kind of project it onto you because you have those same traits. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I also find that, like, the best parts of me like are also reflected in you yeah so like the things that I admire the most about Jesse are things that you just love about yourself are things that the things I admire most about you I I know I have those characteristics too but I don't feel like I have them a lot of the time yeah you know what I mean like I feel like you're always telling me that like I'm like you you always tell me like I'm very maternal and I'm yeah. very strong and I have my shit together mm-hmm. with and I don't feel like I have my shit together ever but yeah. Jesse's always like yeah but you look like you do on the outside yeah but so does Jesse and that's something I admire about you is that mm-hmm. like you always have this like strong face yeah like no matter what's going on like nobody could tell if something like really traumatic was happening with you nobody would be able to tell yeah for myself, I feel like I'm falling apart, but Jesse always like reminds me that people don't see that side of me. Yeah, like exactly. I'm I'm keeping it together. Like I always worry that like I'm like traumatizing my kids because of shit that I'm going through. <laughs> my Taurus is coming out, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> but I always get just break it down into steps. <laughs> this is like an exact dialogue of like I've we just like point proving. <laughs> So Jesse and I were just looking at an article and she just found eight stages to a twin flame relationship. So we want to go through them and see if we've been through these stages or not. Okay. So stages of a relationship or friendship are different whenever it's your twin flame. They can be unique depending on the people involved. So these are like eight common Mm -hmm. steps in a relationship or friendship. So first stage is yearning. Before the two of you met, you'll have an awareness awareness that your other half is out there for you. Which is weird because we knew that each other existed before we knew each other. Yeah, for a long time before but, we knew each other. Yeah, and I definitely felt like, not like, ugh, I felt empty without you. But I felt like a lot of my friendships were very shallow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't have a stability. I just had a realization about myself. What? I before I met you was like a hopeless romantic like thinking like there's one person out there that I'm meant to like marry spend the rest of my life with like that kind of mindset mindset and since I've met you 
I don't have that mindset anymore. I'm more like I've been in love before and I can fall in love with someone else again that is more like better suited for me. Yeah. Like my other half of my soul is not a romantic partner, so I don't I don't have that need for that anymore. I just like when I was younger before we met each other, I just assumed that's what I needed in my life. Yeah. And then when I met you, that <laughs> that void was filled. <laughs> so I didn't need that romantic partner as much in my life anymore. Like, that's not something that, like, I'm at a point in my life right now where, like, honestly, if I never settle down with somebody and get married, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Number two is the meeting. <laughs> Once you meet, your world will be rocked. <laughs> not in a good way. Prepare to fall fast. <laughs> There's also romantic. Twin flames are not always romantic. It's It can be romantic, but it can also be non-romantic. Like, your twin flame can be your best friend. Your twin flame can be your mom. Yeah. You know? It's just the, it's, it's the same, it's the same soul. And a lot of the time that's why it ends up being romantic is because it's your soul, right? Yeah. You know? But also a lot of the time when it, you meet your twin flame and it's a romantic relationship that you have in that life, that's when the turmoil happens because like, because of all of the differences, those yeah. differences and the insecurities that we were talking about those are amplified right so in a relationship like you're gonna butt heads because of that but we don't have that particular issue because we're not romantic yeah right we're getting that elsewhere um you spend a lot of time with each other constantly which is true because you're the person that i've never spent as much well like i spend more time with my boyfriend but you're like very close up right now right now (laughs) i'm just kidding I'm I'm always like you're the only friend like that doesn't feel like temporary like I just know that you're not temporary but I a lot of, it's the Gemini Venus right a lot of the, I have quick friendships I have friendships I click really quick and then it fizzles out yeah same. I don't have that with you um I also find you're one of the very few people in my life that I don't feel like I need to recharge after yeah spending time with I want to hang out with you to recharge. Yeah, exactly. Whenever I'm, like, overwhelmed, oh, my God, it's, like, it's, like, a battery pack or something. Yeah. Recharging. No, but a lot of the time whenever I'm overwhelmed and I'm, like, completely, like, out of energy, I'm completely drained, then that's, like, whenever I want to see you the most is because it makes me undrained. Yeah. Um. Step three is the honeymoon phase. So it's it's just kind of, that's kind of, like, a relationship. It's, like, whenever it's new, it's meaningful, it's positive. And then stage four is when challenges emerge. And then that's whenever core wounds emerge. Differences arise. Um, challenges are a reflection of the soul work the two of you need to do on your own. And it's I know when this happened. About improving the relationship but rather than improving your souls. I know when this happened. So that honeymoon phase was high school. Yeah. When like, I mean, we, we didn't know each other all of high school, but we met in high school yeah. when we got over our differences and all that fear and stuff, we ended up really, really close, inseparable all through high school. Yeah. Then I moved to Ottawa. Yeah. And we both went through really dark times. Yeah. In that area, like, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. And there was, like, our relationship... Well, I think our relationship did suffer, but, like, we we didn't have this huge, like, turmoil or anything, but, like, our relationship suffered a little bit because yeah. of the issues that 
we were going through and the issues we were going through were kind of similar too. Yeah. And they were bringing out a lot of the same, um, work that needed to be done. It was just manifesting differently. And I feel like we both kind of distanced ourselves from each other because the mirroring, right? We both had a lot of work to do on ourselves. Yeah. And I was seeing the parts in me that I didn't like in you and you were seeing the parts in you that you didn't like in me. Yeah. And so we kind of distanced ourselves from each other. We both healed from that and then reunited. Stage five is the test. And it's whenever your relationship or friendship is put to a test, you start to deep, to dive deeper into your shadow sides. So all this is, this is like the second half of that. Basically all yeah. your insecurities will rear up as you start to question yourself and each other in this phase um you may avoid that person or even abandon them um while they feel like while you guys feel emotionally insecure and then stage six is the chase it's also called twin flame separation it's a big part of why many twin flame relationships friendships situate whatever partnership they have fails someone will walk away um they have a ton of push and pull and um there'll be a time when one of them will pull away and it causes a separation one or two of them step or stage seven is a surrender um it basically the chase goes away once the two of you work through all your triggers insecurity and challenges and that's kind of interesting because whenever we were going through that it was a really dark time for both of us and we were bringing up too much shadow work in each other. I feel like it was just yeah. too much and neither of us were ready for it. And once we were in a healing place, we started to like help each other heal. And that's only been... realizing. If you think about it, that's only been recently. Like, just think about... I moved to Ottawa, mm-hmm. right? And I moved back here and for that summer before you moved away. And that's when... <laughs> We were both not not doing great. We were, like, yeah. partying a lot together and when we weren't together. And we were just, like, not bringing out the best sides of each other. Yeah. Kind of, like, self-destructing together. And then, so I moved away. We were both self-destructing. I moved back. We self-destructed together for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You moved away, self-destructed for a bit. We both started picking up the pieces. We both left toxic relationships yeah. earlier this year and now we're in that phase, I think. I think you're right. The surrendering part. You accept and allow each other to be who they are, flaws and all. Stage eight is coming home. And finally, once you fully surrendered and accepted, um, like, where your life is, your destiny, like, your life's purpose, um, that's whenever your life truly begins. Balance feels restored, shared, meaning is created, and there's more empathy, understanding in a relationship, friendship, or partnership, or whatever. This stage is whenever you support each other and continue to facilitate growth for each other, which we're very big right now on, like, making sure. Like, I feel like if you reach your higher self, where you're supposed to be in this lifetime, then I've also, like, a part of me has. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, as much as, like, I want myself to succeed in life, I want you to succeed in life just as much if not a little bit more. And it's also, like, we have such strong boundaries. We have good boundaries with each other, mm-hmm. very respected boundaries with each other. But I feel like a lot of the time in friendships, 
whenever someone starts going through something, they're like, okay, well, this is putting hardship on me and I, I'm choosing just not to put myself through that. Like, you're self-destructing, you're going through this and I'm not. And that's fine, right? You lose a lot of friendships like that, but we've never really been like that. Like, if you're going through something really hard, like if I'm, if you became an alcoholic and we're drinking every day, I'm not going to be like, well, we're not aligned anymore. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I care about getting you out of that situation. Or if I become, like, an alcoholic. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Yeah. Here's a few questions you can ask yourself to test if a person is your true twin flame. What about this person attracts me or feels some familiar? And is that necessarily positive? What do I notice about myself whenever I'm with this person? Do I really believe that this is sacred, a sacred connection? Or is a past trauma activated when I'm around this person? And do I feel like thrilled or do I feel panicked? It's a good one to figure out, like feel the difference between that and a, like a twin flame and a karmic relationship. I was just thinking that. Because... My last relationship was definitely same karmic relationship. <laughs> and I felt panicked the entire time. There's always past trauma, like past life trauma, past trauma being triggered. Me too. They feel very, like, passionate and fiery. Yeah. And I I don't, like, from my experience as well, I don't, from my experience at least, I don't feel like twin flames are like that. I feel like twin flames are more, it's like a slow burning flame. Yeah. Like, think, like, if you think about a candle, right? Yeah. And it's burning, like, it's got a big flame going, it's going to burn faster. Mm-hmm. But your twin flame, that's, like, your, that's your, that's the other part of your soul, so that needs to be, like, an an eternal flame, basically. Yeah. So, it's got to burn slower, it's got to be a bit of a duller flame. As opposed to a karmic relationship, it's supposed to fizzle out it's supposed like yeah, there's going to be exactly so it's going to be a bigger flame there's going to be a lot more passion there's yeah. going to be you're gonna it's going to be very polarizing it's going to feel like you can't live without this person yeah. in that moment and like you can and you're gonna have to because that was the point of that relationship yeah. in the first place was to bring out trauma it's it's life lessons basically yeah it's to teach you lessons. Whereas, okay, karmic relationships are the lessons we need to be taught. Yeah. Whereas twin flames bring out the healing. You know what I mean? That we need. No, I do. That's worded really well. Yeah. And then soulmates, you have multiple of them, mm-hmm. and they're just there to help you along the journey. They're not they're not there to bring out trauma or like hurt you in any way or teach you lessons they're just there to help you learn those lessons yeah exactly they're like the team players you know your twin flame is the partner in the game yeah your karmic relationship is the opposing players and then your soulmates are the coach and the referees i like that Mm -hmm. that's really good really good analogy this was a great talk yeah. And I think that we covered a lot of information. Yeah. Um, if you guys like 
the twin flame conversation soulmate karmic or if you want us to go more into like karmic relationships we can do an episode on that um this was just a very well it wasn't that basic we actually we, this was like a this good was talk. pretty in-depth yeah. yeah but this was like just twin flames yeah this was and this was our relationship being twin flames this is how we yeah like personally with us each twin flame relationship is different and unique too right so like just because this is our our, yeah our experience and our journey does not mean that if you didn't have a similar experience that you didn't find your twin flame or Mm -hmm. that you had a similar experience you did find your twin flame that it that's not what that means yeah exactly but we hope you enjoyed (laughs) (laughs) and we'll see you next time on the real real podcast